0: And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here on this lovely spring week we've had. And, um, you know, it's a very interesting time. There's so many moving parts happening right now in our world with the, you know, with COVID and how we have come to. And, you know, on the show, I've always tried to kind of like keep everyone updated but it's been hard because it's kind of been the overwhelming thing that's been going on especially with our seniors but um, you know we are here with a very special guest that everybody loves because she's one of our favorites Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. Daphne I'm always glad when it's your weekend. Hello
1: everyone. <laughs> I like doing it too.
0: <laughs> so Daphne You know, it's very interesting where we're at right now. Um, I think we've kind of, things have kind of come to a head where um, we're starting to see our senior loved ones again. I've seen so many stories where people have been vaccinated, and of course, I'm fully vaccinated now and outside my grace period, so it's like I can do things again, and but yet I also am mindful of, there's a lot of questions still. And um, obviously, especially a lot of our families haven't seen our senior loved ones for a while and now they're coming back and seeing them again. What are you finding is happening out there?
1: Well, I'm glad we're talking about this today because things are changing, and I want to give everyone hope that no matter what your decisions are concerning getting a COVID shot or not, no matter what your decisions are and being in your home or being in a community of care, you have options. And so I think sharing some just really good information um, that's, that's from the trenches, from the streets
0: Sure, um,
1: is probably the best way. Our, our governments will change from in the state of Washington anyway, we're still changing from phase to phase. Um, and it is important to pay attention to what those phases are. There's, um, but the, the most important thing in paying attention to those changes is how is that going to affect your life and what decisions are you going to make as an individual? And so in the last month, I am working with a lot of couples, um, people who have elderly couples who have been living in their own home or people who have been in assisted living and are kind of exhausted from that, Mm -hmm. um, promise that things are going to open up and they don't as much as they thought they would or, you know, just frustrations all over. And so I want to talk about some of the specifics of what are the things that are happening and what are your options first of all i want you all to know and i'm going to probably be speaking to a small minority but nonetheless it's important for you to know if you have chosen not to get a vaccination you can still receive care if if you are a person who just says this is not for me you can still receive quality care and still have flexibility Um, there are rules that are in place for phase three that talk about at least one person who is uh, doing involved in a meeting, involved in a visit, one of those people need to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So this is a broad brush. This is from the state of Washington. Um, but one has to be vaccinated. Doesn't matter which one, if it's the visitor or the resident, um, but one of them has to be vaccinated. You still have to wear masks in community. Sure. Um, and you can still have outdoor visits, window visits, in the room visits if you're, you know, in an uh, assisted living or an adult family home. Right. Um, those things can all happen now. You can leave a facility now. You can yeah. go out and even with or without a vaccine, you can do that. There is still a checklist that comes um When you return, it's a risk checklist, and there's, I think, about six or seven questions that you're asked Mm -hmm. in terms of how high was your risk level in terms of during that visit. Did you stay in the car? Did you go to a restaurant? Did you go to six stores? Did you, you know, do nothing but just do a drive? Sure. Those are all going to be variables. Um, Did you wear your mask all the time? But my point is, is that you have choices. You have choices. Please do not avoid care because you feel like you'll have no choices.
0: That is so true and so important to hear because oh. I think I think a lot of people are confused moving in between the phases, I, you know, and they don't necessarily understand. I, get, I see a lot of questions. I belong to several, like, caregiver groups, you know, mm-hmm. but they're nationwide. But what I'm hearing from people, Daphne, you're so right, is, you know i don't even know what i can do anymore i don't know, i don't know the last time i could see my parent and they won't get vaccinated or i'm i'm not going to get vaccinated so you know or i can't get in for a vaccine yet because my state hasn't opened up to me yet but now that obviously anybody over the age of 18 now can get vaccinated which is very exciting but then another issue that we've had obviously in the state of washington is even getting on a calendar because it's been a little bit confusing on trying to find a way to get signed up for it. So, all of these things are factors that I think is really important to hear. Yes. So. so,
1: along those same lines, as I've been talking to more couples and people, and I'm going to talk about people who have been in their home, who have chosen to be in their home. And it's been a year that you've been at your home now. We're over a year uh, since we've had the first uh, COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. And now it's time that. Um, I'm getting phone calls from children of our elders. I'm getting some phone calls from our elders themselves, but mostly from children who are, and I'm going to say this with absolute love, but who are absolutely exhausted. They do not know what to do any longer for their parents. They don't know how to raise a quality of life. And this is not selfish for them to keep their quality of life as children. And it is that is the predominant theme that I've seen in the last month, is that there's a a little bit of a struggle, a struggle between parents and children in terms of how do we move forward now. The parents are very cognitive, usually, of not wanting to be quote, and I don't like this word, but to be a burden to their children or they recognize how much their children have done for them over the course of the last year. And sometimes what happens is that in getting into a routine now of 12 months, we forget how that's interrupted our life before COVID. And what I'm seeing now is both children and elders are wanting to have a life that was similar to before COVID. And that that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, not only the routine of life, but also the emotional stress. Um, I do think sometimes that our elderly people forget how much we as children worry about our mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're on our mind all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the phone rings and we, you know, look at it and go, oh, good, it's not mom or dad because we're waiting, I, I hate to dramatize this, but we're waiting for that call that says there's an emergency and we're, we're wanting desperately to avoid it. We have been able to see as we've been supporting our parents what kind of risk factors there are, particularly in a home. That's where I'm getting most of the calls right now, is people that are in their own home. And so I want to encourage everyone, please, Please have open conversations of your true feelings, your fears, your desires, your wants, your hopes, your concerns with each other. Mm -hmm. Be able to speak openly. This is not the time to become stoic. It's not the time to become prideful. It's not the time to get fearful of of talking about the the elephant in the room, but have the courage to say, mom and dad, we need to have some conversation because I I, I want you around. Sure. with well, quality think, of life. <laughs> you know, and I think, Daphne,
0: you've raised so many amazing points because I think a lot of us tend to think, you know, it'll just take care of itself or – uh, you know i don 't even know how to begin the conversation, and you know I always tell people this is, in my, is set a time say you know i 've been having some thoughts, I just need to share with you, but i 'd like to set a time so that we can both think about this before we have this conversation. So you're not springing something on your senior loved one. So, you know, I'd like to come over next week, mom, let's sit down at the kitchen table and let's talk about where things are in, in in with my heart. And, and um, you know, I want the best quality of life for all of us. And, you know, in the second thing I always talk about is don't, don't use you, you know, you, this, or use it. Talk about the situation because when you use the word you, you're blaming, it comes across as blaming or making them, putting them on the defensive. Rather than saying, you know, I know that there was a fall last week. Um, It scared me. I, I'm, you know, I'm not sleeping at night because I'm afraid. And, you know, these are the things that I think about every day when I'm thinking about you and I'm worrying about because I love you and I care about you. But again make sure that you're putting that in a proper perspective. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you
1: probably know more of that than I do. (laughs) Well, this is the conversation I have all the time. And it's wonderful if that can happen. Um, And and many times that is the best way to do it, is to start with a gentle conversation. Mm -hmm. Usually what happens is there's a crisis. People's emotions are high. Frustrations are high. um, Things get said that don't want to be said. Um, and so then we have to backpedal and, and that's human nature. That is how we respond. That's called adrenaline or the <laughs> our work. Well,
0: <laughs> I will never forget the day I had to have that conversation with my mom when when she, you know, we had reached that point where we knew that this was the time, right? And I did everything wrong. I tried to be the fixer and I and I didn't bring her into the solution. And I realized now, in a, in retrospect, all the things that I did wrong, I was in my intention was great, but my delivery was a disaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happens all the time, and so yes. that's when you can pull in a third party, such as myself, a placement yes. advisor who can help you. I want to tell you a brief story um, in our next segment of mm-hmm. how this unfolded and what it, what really happened, and how it still honored the children. And the the couple, the mom and dad, mm-hmm. um, meeting in their own home, talking about a number of things. But I want I want to be able to tell you a, a real example that just happened last week,
0: oh, wow. um, because I
1: think a lot of families are in this situation.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too, as we are, um, you know, moving forward in in this, it's like to have somebody like you in your in your court um, is so valuable and so important, and especially because, Daphne, you know, the questions to ask a loved one, to make them feel like they're part of the process, that they're part of the solution. And you you also are mindful to recognize what the most important values of that person that's is right. in that next step. And I think that's what's
1: really important. I think that's what every family wants. So Daphne, how do we reach you? Best way to reach me is by phone at 855-734-1500. Again, that is 1500. And of course, always find us at pinnacleseniorplacements.com.
0: So we're going to continue this conversation. Daphne will be right back right after this. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay. And I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia?